Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're not responsible for everybody understanding the decisions that you're making. And you're also not responsible for them understanding the direction that you're going. The only thing that you're really responsible for is doing the things that you need to do. Doing so with integrity of character and doing so with honesty and with truth and with love at the forefront of what you're doing. In the back of your mind, your dreams should be real, right? Thanks all for tuning in to Dreamcatchers, where we make things happen. Dreamcatchers was formally launched to unlock the hidden potential in successful, self-motivated individuals who desire to take their life's work to the next level but need support to evolve. We are a collective group of professionals with various backgrounds that use our talents to assist those individuals in realizing their wildest dreams by providing education, inspiration, and direction. This podcast is where we share the lessons we've learned along the way to catching our dreams and give you some context around the how and the why to each approach to put you further ahead on the journey to catching your dream. Are you ready? Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Dreamcatchers podcast. I'm your host, Jerome. I've got the great pleasure of having Emily with me today. Emily, how are things in Ohio? Indiana, close. We're experiencing a lot of things that a lot of other people, especially in the U.S., are right now. So it's been a tough year. There's been a lot going on, a lot to talk about. But I think overall, we are doing very well. Very well. So Emily Mishler is a philanthropist. That's how she brands herself on LinkedIn. And I'm like, okay, I've never seen this as the first piece of their tagline or title. So I got super curious. And so tell me about you and kind of what you've done and what you're most excited about right now. Sure. So currently I'm running a group of companies called The Cultivated Group, and everything that we do is impact-based. So I'll kind of get to the backstory in a little bit, but the reason I'm bringing it up first is because The Cultivated Group is not only a culmination of my own personal and professional experiences, but also setting us up to be able to grow and expand in any way, shape, or form we would we would like to, in order to live further by our mantra, be the change you wish to see in the world. So we right now have three different subsidiaries, two of which are impact-based consulting entities. 
one of which is focused in the nonprofit space. And we are not a nonprofit, but we serve nonprofits through Cultivated Change. We also have our second subsidiary that is a consulting firm, which is called Cultivated Ventures. We focus on smaller startups, people who are really looking to grow and scale quickly, equipping them with the basically the way that I like to think about it is connecting the business brain to the servant's heart while you are, again, trying to be the change you wish to see in the world. Um, and a lot of these are very long-term long-term plays. The third entity that we're currently working with or working on is called Cultivated Creative, and that's our creative bucket. Right now, it's a little bit web design, a little bit branding, a little bit boutique publishing firm, also houses a series of children's books under that brand. So um, it is a lot of a lot of different things, but that's kind of where our creative play happens in the most true sense. Growing up in the middle of Indiana, I didn't necessarily know that myself at the age that I am, being an entrepreneur was possible and also being a successful, profitable one at that. Didn't know that was possible for me, especially. Basically, I was following somebody else's and I'm just going to be frank here. I was following somebody else's formula to life for a really long time. And I realized it, I was 20, about 25 at the time. I just realized that I wasn't quite satisfied with the decisions that I had been making and I wasn't really, I didn't really want to climb the corporate ladder. That's not really what I, it's not really what I had set out to do in the first place. My mission ever since I can remember has always been to be the change you wish to see in the world, which implies that you understand a little bit of what the world needs and are very curious about what that could potentially be. And also very eager to create and bring to life creative solutions in order to make that happen. But I didn't feel like I had a good understanding of what that was and what that is. And I didn't feel like my perspective was vast enough. And I now know that it will be, a, it will certainly be a lifelong journey, but I just ended up realizing that I wasn't quite satisfied with the decisions that I was making. So I finished up an MBA and that's when the cultivated group kind of really came into fruition. It was a combination of a lot of things going right and also a lot of things going wrong at the same time. And I realized there was an opportunity that I jumped into. Okay. So the thing that you said that raised my antenna was I was living basically somebody else's life plan. Tell me more about how you realized that. Yep. And then kind of the immediate steps that followed that. Yeah. Well, I mean, for all intents and purposes, there was never anything wrong. You know, there wasn't anything wrong with the decisions that I was making. In fact, I'm really grateful for, for those steps that I took now because they've led me to here. They've equipped me with an incredible education. They've equipped me with different opportunities that I've said yes to and different lessons that I've learned along the way. So I certainly wouldn't, I wouldn't let go of or change any of the decisions that I made, but what I would change is the place that they came from because I realized that I was very motivated by external success, which I think to a certain extent we all are. Even even being impact-driven people, we want to be able to provide for ourselves and create a legacy of good things in the world. And that does require some element of success, however you want to coin that. But um, I realized there was never really anything wrong, but I, I just felt there, it was just this internal feeling of I wasn't fulfilling my potential. I was doing little things and taking little steps to challenge myself and to, because I've always been somebody who just sets stupid goals and then goes for them. I, I hadn't leapt into anything yet. I had tiptoed, you know, I had like put my toe in the water, but I hadn't like jumped. And I realized that it was going to take me jumping and then potentially doggy paddling around for a while, trying to figure it out and then learning how to swim to really 
engage with life fully. So who showed up along the way to help you jump or figure it out, whichever one you prefer? Man, there were, there were, looking back, there were so many incredible people who believed in me so much more deeply and so much more, so honestly, just so much more than I did, than I believed in myself along the way. And they came in the form of mentors. They came in the form of teachers. They came in the form of friends, came in the, I mean, so many different forms, but really the difference was when I began to believe that those things were possible for myself. And what's so interesting, I think about all of this is that all of it was an internal shift outwardly for all intents and purposes. I still likely appear to be on the same trajectory that I did four or five years ago, because I I had always positioned myself to be perceived as someone who was going to be successful. But internally, that's where the difference has been. I now know deeply how, not only how possible that is, but how we're pursuing that every single day. So there were, it was a multitude of different people from all different all different places, all different, like just from everywhere. I was fully supported along the way, although it didn't always feel like it because I didn't always know. I just didn't always know how possible it was. So, and that's the second time you brought it up that it was possible. What made it not seem possible? I think a lot of it was the way, the way that I took on beliefs or took on truths that might not necessarily have been mine going kind of back to the external validation thing or the externally motivated thing that we really 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 briefly touched on i found that i would take other people's opinions as truth and in doing that as i was going along this journey and just just adding this stuff to my bag had a lot of baggage and there was a full full suitcase that was overflowing couldn't even sit on zip it just full of other people's truths and other people's expectations and other people's beliefs about what was right or wrong or good or bad or smart or risky. I had taken on all of these things as truths and not giving myself space to really assess what the right decision for me was. And in doing that, I think that kind of goes back to this theme of living somebody else's life path because I, from my own experience, in order to live your own life path, that requires you to get quiet and really understand you. And it's not ever, ever done, but you do get equipped and you do, you have the opportunity to learn the lessons that you need in order to make better decisions for you and therefore also the world. Whoa. Oh, what happened? Like, where was the event that caused you to get quiet and start asking those contrary or tough questions? I resisted it for a long time, but it was, I was finishing up a master's in business. I was working in corporate philanthropy. I was essentially doing everything right. Like we'd talked about, but I had the opportunity to pivot into more of an entrepreneurial startup space. So after finishing the master's, I left that job after receiving an offer from somebody who wanted me as their number two is business in business development as they were setting up a startup and was able to do that fully remotely was able to do that while traveling and it was that opportunity of geographical exploration but also of self-exploration that really that really made it possible but i resisted asking myself the really hard questions for a long time because it's hard but also because i wasn't ready to 
Honestly, I wasn't ready to expose myself to the answers yet. There were a lot of things in that suitcase that I needed to unpack in order to have the clarity to actually see what the suitcase was made of. And what we wanted, to, I, I needed to get everything out in order to figure out what I wanted to take and where I wanted to go and what kind of things that would require. Okay, this is getting good now. <laughs> but then you decided to ask the question. So what happened? The most incredible, transformational, challenging, beautiful journey I've ever embarked upon. If I let myself, I could be a like, tear of sobbing puddly pool right now because it's such a privilege and it's such a different way of engaging in life than I ever knew was possible. And I say that because I don't know that we, we feel like we have the opportunity in our own lives oftentimes to create space to allow ourselves to be human. We're so focused on production or projection or social or work or climbing that corporate ladder or whatever we're deciding to spend our time and energy on. We get so focused on those things sometimes that being quiet and really sitting with ourselves and holding ourselves accountable to be the people that we would, that we want to be can be really difficult unless we're surrounding ourselves with people who are also doing that or unless we're willing to do it ourselves. So I'm sure it got uncomfortable in certain spots and you thought about going back. I, everybody does. What, when did you decide, hey, I've got to keep going? I call this the red pill moment. Pretty much when I jumped on the plane, I realized I couldn't go back. And I knew that. And I think that's why I resisted it for such a long time because I knew, I, I mean, at the end of the day, Practically speaking, I could have gone back into corporate. I, there is always that option. And I've also found and known that I, I've positioned myself if that is ever, if that ever needs to be one of the possibilities, that's totally a possibility. You know, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. But um, yeah, I think that's why I resisted it for such a long time because I knew mentally and spiritually and physically for me, if I did this, there is no going back. And so for the benefit of the listeners, when you say you jumped on a plane and if you did this, this is what? Uh, this is leaving the corporate world. This is jumping into the contract that I was doing. This is leaving everything that I knew in Indiana and the more corporate structure, leaning into entrepreneurship and traveling around the world by myself. I mean, it was a pivot to say the least. And I knew that I could always go back, but I also knew that it, me jumping into something like this opportunity was going to shift me so, or had the possibility of shifting me so fundamentally that I, I couldn't go back to the things that I was doing or the person I was in the ways that I was currently living. And again, externally, people might not have been able to tell, but internally I knew and I still know, and I'm now living that every single day. No turning back, point of no return. So were there some challenges along the way or did it just go smooth the entire time? Oh my gosh, it was, there were so many challenges, but also with that, there were so many opportunities for me and my eyes to be open in different ways than they ever had been. And I've gotten much better than I used to be about honoring opportunities that are in front of me and discerning whether they are for me or for our companies or not. 
which has been a total game changer. Because once you, once you begin opening your eyes to, despite there being challenges and despite there being hiccups, knowing and understanding that those are leading you and helping to direct you in the right way for you, it completely reframes the way that you think about them and the way that you feel about them. And you understand that everything is happening for you. So yeah, challenges, but I needed, I needed them in order to learn what I needed to learn. So are there a couple that are worth going into so you can explain why it would look like a challenge or felt like a challenge and then the reframe and how you realize it was actually creating opportunity for you? There aren't any that I'm like crazy comfortable sharing that would also be really relevant to your audience from my understanding. But I think that, I think the kind of like pearl of wisdom that is the statement that we were just talking about, about those lessons being for you and understanding that although things might, okay, this is a very personal on my end example, but a really, really direct one. So I began this journey about two and a half years ago, um, jumped on a plane, ended up coming back a little over a year ago and back to Indiana, which is where I currently am based which I did not expect. So a little over a year ago, and I'm, I'm really, really close to my family. I love them really deeply and they're so important to me. So my dad was diagnosed with a terminal cancer out of nowhere, out of nowhere. And I knew, again, this was another pivot point. At this point, we had been running these companies for about, about a year. Um, they were very, very new. I also was learning what it was like to be a CEO, a manager, a an executive director, all of these things while also serving our clients. So it was, and also traveling the world. So there were a lot of lessons being learned at the time. And I realized that I needed to be back in Indiana. I needed to be here with my family and I chose to come back. And it was another, again, I could have viewed it. And frankly, for a while I did, I viewed it as this catastrophic event that was completely deterring me from my life's path of exploration and like catastrophized the whole thing because I was really scared and because nobody wants to lose a parent, especially in their late twenties, you know, and there were a lot of different variables that were influencing that situation, but I knew what the right things to do were. And a part of that was me redirecting and choosing to have the integrity and honor of something that's very important to me at the root of that decision. So I came back and I've been back here for now about a year and it turned out to be one of the best decisions that I've ever made, but also one of the most challenging because I realized that I was being fueled and excited and growing through a lot of the geographical difference that I was experiencing when I was traveling. But I was now being asked to take all of that and go inward and really learn more about myself and really, again, unpack in a different iteration. So he ended up passing in February, which also was a, a really, it was a really difficult experience. And we've all had our, like this year has been nuts for everybody, but that particularly was difficult for me. And not only learning how to grieve, but also learning how to do so in, in physical isolation in the place that I had left and pretty much swore never to come back to. It was just a, it was just a really, again, really tough time, but also a really incredible opportunity that has spurred and sparked a growth, not only for myself and unlock different levels of, and I say, I'm, I'm relating a lot of this to, 
personal growth and also professional growth because in my mind and the way that we've experienced things, they're completely intertwined. If you're not growing yourself, your business certainly isn't growing, not in a way that's sustainable, not in a way that's going to fulfill the vision and mission of your organization. It just doesn't happen. So I say these things because it's unlocked different levels of success for us externally that were driven by that internal transformation. So that that's an example. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been crazy. And I would never wish this experience upon anybody, but there's been beauty from it. And I think your focal point when it comes to experiencing those challenges really can help you determine what you walk away from it with. What's up tribe, it's your host Jerome. I just wanna let you know that we put together a free 15 point checklist for exiting the matrix. Jump on over to dreamshouldbereal.com in order to pick your free copy up. Let's get back to the show. Yeah, what, what, what is this teaching me? What am I learning in this experience? Is I think the way that a, a lot of the folks that mentor and guide me tell me to look at the challenges or the struggles. It's like, what is this teaching me? What what can I learn or take away from this? And once you get the lesson, they say that it usually ends and you're able to move to the next course or class. And what I've realized too is that a lot of life is cyclical. So if you don't learn it the first time, you're going to learn it the second time or maybe third or fourth time. And by the fourth time coming around or the third time coming around, you're going to get hit over the face with a brick. So it's best to just lean in and learn it the first time and then be able to recognize what the lessons are when they are so that you can use the knowledge that you now have to continue to move forward rather than just staying stuck in a cycle. Beautiful. So what's been your worst fear in this process and how'd you break through it? I think my worst fear was dying, honestly. And I think being able to be there with my father throughout that process and then being able to have the space afterwards that has been the past 10 months to be able to process that and really lean into unpacking that that has been really 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 cathartic and really healing but i mean when you jump into something a new level or a new dimension of your life or a new something that you believe is potentially your life's purpose it's scary as and or it can feel scary like completely and utterly terrifying while also in the same breath simultaneously like the most exhilarating thing you've ever felt in your life and i was at one point i think i was afraid that i would die and and this was just me catastrophizing (laughs) which i know (laughs) no but i was afraid that all of the things that i had been working towards would be for nothing and that it would all at the end of the day what was it all worth what was it all for and yeah, I've certainly grown and learned a lot. And I now know so deeply. I just, I just know that it's not that. And I've always known that it's not that. But I think I needed to explore those fears in order to arrive at a more true place. Just place of operation. But yeah, you're, you're like when you jump into something like this, of course you're going to be scared that the business is going to tank or that no clients are going to want you or that you're going to be seen as a failure or perceived in a certain way or that your family is going to exile you or like all of the fear will come when you are, when you are in line with your life's purpose and you're making decisions from that place, fear will inevitably trickle in and know that, know that and confront it. 
or hold space for it and then remember what's actually true here. Yeah, it's okay. You can come on the journey with us too. We're still going. <laughs> you don't want to be paralyzed. By but you can't drive. Yeah, but you can't drive. You can certainly, you can come along for the ride, get in the car. You're going to be here. We know this. But do not touch the steering wheel. Do not touch the radio. Don't even think about adjusting the temperature. You know what I mean? Like, know what's going to be there, but create boundaries and space for yourself. And, and that's why I say a lot of this personal development stuff is so important because if you're trying to get your business from nothing to a million dollars of revenue every year or million to 10 or million to 50 million, there is inevitably going to be fear with that because you've never done it before and that's okay. But just know and understand as you continue to grow and learn your business, know and understand more of what things are triggering for you and how you can confront those things and get on the front end of them so that they don't completely derail your decision-making or the outcome. Yeah, this is awesome because fear paralyzes people and it prevents them from doing anything. And it's just to tell you, hey, pay attention and then make a plan so that this doesn't happen. But it doesn't mean don't do. So was there a point when everything was on the line? Like, was there a rock bottom moment for you? I feel like everything has been on the line for a while. And it's like that beautiful space between completely and utterly terrifying and the most exhilarating experience you'll ever have. That line is where I live. And that's become a habit. And it it sounds like it could potentially be like really adrenaline junkie, super unhealthy, but that's not what it is. It's just that's where, that's where growth is. And that's where for me and for our companies, that's where living is. So like that's where we found the fullest expression of who we are and where we're going and having the courage and ability to be able to make those hard decisions. That line is where, that's, that's where it is. That's what we found in our search and our, I guess, archaeological dig. But you can position yourself however you want. And that doesn't mean that like, if one client doesn't come in, we're going to go bankrupt. That is not what we're talking about here. But it gets to a certain point of evolution where I believe if you're not taking, if you're not making big decisions, you're not continuing to evolve in ways that honor where you are hoping to go. And that doesn't mean that it is constant. There is naturally an ebb and flow. And some sometimes will be much more for decision making and sometimes will be much more for reflection. And that's a natural process. Got it. Got it. And so what's been the reward for this arduous journey? I think the biggest reward in a way that I could like conceivably think about it right now is just having the privilege of living a life of purpose and doing so intentionally every day. And not only that, but equipping other people and activating that in other people through the individuals and entities that we serve. And it's, again, it's not about, it's not always about business, but we're in the space of impact driven business. So there's a lot of like bleed between personal and professional development. There's a lot of bleed between what we're doing in our personal lives and how we're growing and also how our businesses are affected in that. And I think the biggest reward personally for me has been just the shift in perspective and rather than being on the ground all the time learning how to zoom up to 100,000 foot view and really really make decisions and look at things from that perspective has given me and subsequently our team and the way that we make decisions it's from a place of peace 
and it's from a place of integrity and a long-term view and play and we're not growing this we're not cultivating these things to only exist in five years we're looking at the 50-year plan we're looking at seven generations from now and if that's the case it really there's a sense of urgency in the decisions that we make and the ways that we operate but there's also a sense of marathon running so we're simultaneously sprinting and marathoning at the same time just depending on what is needed and um there's a really it's just a really beautiful way of engaging with life that i've never experienced before i like it a lot so i assume that eventually while you were on this journey you got the call right where somebody was saying hey emily we want you to come back and do x y or z did that happen and if so how'd you get through that yeah and i at the time that it happened I mean, throughout the whole journey, there had been different opportunities for me to jump into different things. And a part of this discernment process was really, again, leaning into, is this for me? Is this not? Does this align with the direction that I'm going or does it not? And sometimes not knowing what isn't for you is almost more important than knowing what is because you can ditch all the noise and you can really focus and hone in on what needs to happen in order to stay focused on that North Star. So yeah, it did happen. And I was able to, I was so excited and so grateful to be able to take the call and handle and receive that, which with such grace and joy and kindness and respect and politely decline because that's not the direction we're going anymore. And it didn't need to be a thing. You know, it didn't, I think sometimes too, we create these obstacles and barriers for ourselves because we want to over explain or we want to be understood or feel understood or all these things. And at the end of the day, you don't need that in order to move forward and make the right decisions for you. You don't, you don't, (laughs) you don't need anybody's approval (laughs) or validation. Sometimes, I mean, we're trained to feel like we do. And like, I think inherently as people and as humans who love connection and community, we crave that, but it is not necessary in order for you to move forward. When I was doing what I was doing, everybody thought I was crazy. Three years ago, I was an absolute nutcase. And honestly, I felt like one. But I knew I was onto something. And here we are doing incredible things in the world. Again, equipping and activating purpose and potential and business acumen and making other people's missions possible for them, which is just so cool. And it wouldn't have been possible without those initial steps and without that might've been possible without the crazy feeling, but I think for me and my journey, that was a part of the process that I needed to really look at. Love it. Okay. And so you, you've made this shift in the way that you think about life and the way that you're actually living out life. What would you say is the biggest difference in your approach today to prior to taking your red pill and exiting the matrix? Just, just that. I think it's, um, not needing to fully be understood in order to move forward and myself also not needing to fully understand before moving forward and i'm not saying make dumb decisions i'm certainly not implying like make stupid business decisions because it could potentially be right because it's an option it's not what i'm saying but at the end of the day i think if we allow ourselves to get quiet enough and we and i say get quiet meaning journal or go for a run or do the things that get rid of the noise in our lives and really sit with ourselves and the decisions that we want to make 
and really work through those and massage those out, there tends to be some kind of an inkling, if nothing else, of a potential direction that might feel good. And sometimes it's playful and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a brick to the face, you know? But I think it's really important to not, to not, basically to not do what I did. <laughs> to not take on other people's truths as the only option or the only truth or to not take other people's beliefs on as the only option and the only truth because at the end of the day, you are the only person who will know what is right for you. Despite other people reaching out to you, expressing concern out of love or out of wanting to make sure you're okay. And I've realized within my own life, some people have done that to me and have been so well-intended. But what was really speaking in those moments was their fear and their own, their own mindset and belief system when it comes to taking risks or doing things differently or being perceived as X or not being understood, quote unquote. It took me a long time to really discern what was love and what was, all, despite any intention, any good intention, what was love and what was fear speaking when it comes to other people. And still, that can be tricky sometimes because a lot of times other people don't even know. But it's, it's just about getting quiet and listening to your own voice because you are the only person who will know what is right for you. And if you have the privilege of listening to this podcast, it means you have a lot of things going right for you. So lean into that. Lean in and do the introspection, ask the questions. And so you're beating this drum and I was going to let it go, but I can't. He's, I think we get programmed when we're little, right? I think... A little? Well, when we're little. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, what? <laughs> our parents want us or our guardians want us to do X, Y, or Z. And so... They tell us that this is the way things are so that we cooperate and then it reduces the amount of negotiation they have to do in order to get us to navigate the world in a manner that they'd be happy or surprised or proud of. And then there comes something along the way that makes us start to question that those that programming. And we some of us are courageous enough to actually start to search and seek and find other options to supplement what we've been programmed with. Uh, that that moment, and I'm not sure if you had it or not, will you go back and share that, hey, I don't believe that anymore with the people who programmed you? I think it's one of the most gut-wrenching situations that people get into. And at times we just fear that we may let those folks down by sharing that we've got a different opinion. And so the thing that I've been wrestling with is how do we share that in a way that isn't offensive or is it automatically offensive because it's an opposing way of viewing the world? You know, it's funny. I've been really sitting with this lately too. And what I've realized my method of operation is, is to express that difference through action first. And I've also realized for myself that I am not fully responsible for their response to not only my actions, but but my MO. I mean, I'm not responsible for their complete and full understanding of my decisions or complete and full understanding of the difference in the way that we view life. I mean, I think if we were all able to see things exactly the same way, we would be living in a very different world 
and we've all been given a beautiful gift of the one life experience that we get and that has different so many different dimensions and so many different things that go into it but you're not responsible for everybody understanding the decisions that you're making and you're also not responsible for them understanding the direction that you're going the only thing that you're really responsible for is doing the things that you need to do doing so with integrity of character and doing so with honesty and with truth and with love at the forefront of what you're doing those are the only things that you're responsible for is the forward movement every day and making yourself better even one percent so it's that's something that i've really been sitting with because especially being back in indiana in the very rural town that i'm in not a lot of people understand what i'm doing and what i realized is that they don't need to in order for me to not only be able to pay the bills but also create this culture of goodness within our company like i don't think when henry ford was trying to build model t i don't think anybody understood what he was doing and i'm certainly not equating anything that i'm doing to henry ford but it's a very similar sentiment people thought he was an absolute nutcase and look what he built you know look at the technological advancements and also the ways that he's advanced the humankind it is unbelievable but he didn't need anybody else to understand it including the engineers who were building things he didn't need them to understand it he just needed to take the right next step in order to get where he was going to achieve that ultimate mission and vision and i think that's very similar to where you and i are and many of the people likely who are listening it's all about taking the right next step and foregoing that need or deep desire to fully be understood because at the end of the day because you are the only one gifted with your life you are the only one who will ever understand you if anybody does nobody else will fully so it's not about that emily what are you most grateful for you know the gift that is every new day i've been confronted so abruptly with how short life is. There are like so many quippy sayings about like, every day is a new beginning or blah, blah, blah. And it is so true, I can't even. And I am just so, I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful honestly to be anywhere because it's a gift. It's a gift. And I think we are often, and I've been here too. I mean, we're often like in the the drudge and the sludge of just the churn and the grind of every day. and. It can feel really habitual, but I found in leaning into in leaning into gratitude for so many different things, it's been a complete game changer. And it's also brought so many more incredible opportunities and people into my life. So there's no there's no quick or easy way to to have like a synopsis of what I'm grateful for because I feel like I'm constantly living it and it's just like so big so big what are you grateful for the opportunity to share stories today for people who are challenging the status quo right i think we all need social proof kind of back to your initial point of you didn't know if it was possible for you um, i think we need more people who are willing to share their journey because if they don't share there's another emily who's behind you and there may be one in front of you who just hasn't had the example that came from a vessel where it resonated for him, right? And that is an atrocity. 
I think we are responsible for inspiring the masses. We're responsible for being the light. And so when you actually decide to channel that inner dream, idea, vision, goal, whatever you want to call it, and start to manifest it, you've got to show other people that they can too, just in, you said it already, through your actions, right? Your actions say a whole lot more than your words ever will. But if you're living out your stated values, then I think people can get really excited about you and what you're working on. Yep. And it radiates. I mean, when you're truly living out what matters, it radiates. It's magnetic. It's nuts. Honestly, it's nuts. But it's so cool. What dream are you most focused on catching next? So we're hoping to close up the year for a few of our clients. And this is just work-wise because there's so many variables. I mean, there's so many different directions I could go with this, but we're hoping to close out the year for a really, really great year for some of the clients that we're working with. So we're dreaming big and we're going hard. And 2020 has not been the year that it's that we expected, but honestly, it's been better in so many ways. I mean, so much growth in so many ways within our world has happened. And so many people's eyes have been slammed open and I'm excited to see what's coming. I'm really excited. But we're also, I don't even think I mentioned this. We, oh, I did mention the children's book series, but we're launching our fourth book and that should be done by the end of the year and potentially a fifth before the end of the year. So we're very excited about that. Basically everything that we've talked about in this conversation is infused in these books. So we're trying to plant seeds earlier than I think you and I, as that programming is happening for kiddos, we're also trying to plant seeds of possibility for kids and help them understand that through courage and kindness and gratitude, they can be the change that they wish to see in the world. So we're leaning into that. I mean, there's so many, there's so many incredible things happening. It's crazy, but I'm excited eventually to travel again. I don't know that there's one dream that I'm really, really focused on other than just living out every single day, truly living every single day. I love it, Emily. And so the final question the one I ask every guest. What's the one thing you want our listeners to take away from this conversation? That it all starts with you. I mean, I mentioned how you inherently are in an incredible position just by being able to have access to this podcast. It means a lot of things are going right to right for you. And if you're curious about what else could potentially be out there, you have so many resources available at your fingertips. You don't need to jump in to the ocean right now you can dip your toes in you know you can start but i think the most important thing is to decide to start and that can look i think you've done a really incredible job already in in listening to this podcast and in surrounding yourself with people who are doing differently but you can do have or be anything that you want with this life that you get so don't hold back and don't hold don't hold the world back from receiving your gifts because we need it just as much as you do And the world needs really, really good people to be stepping up and stepping into their life's purpose and mission because those are very much different for all of us. And we need that diversity, especially now. So if you're curious, I would love to connect with any of you guys. If you're curious or want to continue the conversation or would like more information about what we do or books or anything, I'm definitely eager and excited to continue, continue connecting. But just know that that it all starts with you and it can be as simple as one step. That's it. 
doesn't need to be a leap. It can be one step, but just do something because the world needs it. Beautiful. So how can the listeners get in contact with you? Yeah. So if you jump, if you want to jump on our website, we're at, it's just www.thecultivatedgroup.co. We're also on social Instagram and Facebook at the cultivated group. If you want to check out the books, um, there's a contact page on our website. So just jump in there. She was quick note. We're excited to connect. If you want to check out the books, they're available at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, Walmart, independent bookstores. Um, they're called Esme, the curious cat. And this one character travels around the world, exploring different places, things, cultures, cuisines, different life lessons as well are integrated in there. And we also have free curriculum guides for parents who might be struggling a little bit to keep their kiddos occupied as they're still working and living and also doing school from home. So feel free to check out our website. It's EsmeTheCuriousCat.com as well as on social um, at EsmeTheCuriousCat. Emily, thank you so much for sharing and telling us about this, this amazing journey. The one lesson that I'm taking away from this conversation is if you're not improving personally, your business isn't going to improve. And for me, that's actionable, something I'm trying to live out every day. So thank you so much. And we'll talk soon. Love it. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining the tribe today. We would love to hear from you. Please don't forget to rate, like, and share. Perhaps someone you know could benefit from what we've discussed. Until the next time, remember that your dreams should be real.